Thank you for joining the Underground Playground podcast with your hosts, Steve and Mike. We're bringing you the voices and the personalities of the physical culture world, so listen up. I'm here with Brandon Davey, Bob Levitt, and Burl Bryson, and we're going to talk about a hot topic, something that the fitness world is sure to enjoy, so listen up for your conversation about CBD oil. So we're here to my left is Brandon. Brandon, can you just introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, my name is Brandon. I'm the co-owner of Functionally Limitless. We're a physical therapy practice over here in um, Florida and Brevard County. And we work uh, here at Harbor City Community Fitness doing some physical therapy. And we're really excited about the CBD oil as well. And then to my right is Bob. Hi there. I'm Bob Levitt, and I am one of the principals of BL Ventures, and we are a distributor of CBD squibs, which is an edible product, a CBD product, and uh, CBD. What's CBD? CBD is cannabinoid oil, and I'm going to let Burl talk a lot about this because he is the actual manufacturer that we get these delicious squibs from. Awesome. And Burl, we got you on the line. Uh, where are you calling in from? Yeah, I'm calling in from beautiful Bend, Oregon, in oh, nice. the, the high mountain volcano country of Oregon. And uh, I'm the chief executive officer of, of uh, LBA Global, which manufactures the squibs. And so uh, we have a um, medical and recreational cannabis company here in Oregon, but we also manufacture a CBD product that we can ship legally to all 50 states. Which is awesome. And that's uh, one of the reasons uh, after talking to Brandon, uh, we wanted to bring you guys on the podcast because there's a lot of talk in the fitness community, um, the gym world, which uh, uh, we're deeply involved in uh, about the benefits of CBD oils for uh, inflammation, performance, just all around general wellness and feeling better. And so I thought it would be great to listen to you guys kind of explain that. As a gym owner, um, I obviously I know about CBD oil, but I'm by no means an expert. I've heard a lot of good things um, that it reduces inflammation and it can help people, uh, you know, who are working out and just generally want to feel better. So can we expound on that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Why don't I give you a bit of a background in what CBD is, because it's a it's a buzzword, but I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand exactly what it is and and, you know, how it differentiates within the cannabis plant. So um, CBD is a cannabinoid. It's a compound that exists within the cannabis plant naturally. The two best known compounds are CBD, which is cannabidiol and THC, which is tetrahydrocannabinol. And so you tend to find those things in ratios, high CBD, low THC, high THC, low CBD. Okay. The industrial hemp plant, which is cannabis sativa, it is no different than, you know, what we're using here for recreational marijuana in Oregon. The cannabis sativa plant in industrial hemp is defined by the percentage of THC that is in that plant. So by legal definition, if there is 0.03% THC or less in a cannabis sativa plant, that can be considered industrial hemp, and therefore it can be cultivated in any of the states that allow for industrial hemp cultivation, and it can be consumed generally by by the general public. If it has more than 0.03%, it's considered marijuana, 
and can only be sold in, sold in um, medically legal or recreationally legal states. Gotcha. Yeah. So obviously we know that um, Oregon is and uh, California um, are leading the way right, and legalizing that. And here in Florida, um, there's a lot of talk about it as well. And uh, the reason that we're talking to you and, and uh, is I was talking to Brandon the other day and he showed me from Lunchbox Alchemy uh, some squibs that CBD uh, squibs, yeah. yeah cbd squibs and i am familiar with it um, my wife takes um a drop of cbd oil um from charlotte's web that we ordered online and she loves it and uh brandon was telling me about the benefits for some of his patients in physical therapy who you know these are fit generally fit people mm-hmm. who are working out well well yeah. the great thing is they're fit people as well as they're people coming out of surgery right so there is a lot of opioids going around, and that's, that's a huge topic in itself. We don't want to get into that. But really, it's taking this as a replacement to get rid of some of that inflammation, some of those pains, help as a sleep aid, and help as an anxiety aid. What people don't really realize is when people are going through an injury, there's a certain amount of anxiety that comes along with it. People aren't just used to being injured, right? right. So this helps take down the anxiety, the inflammation, helps as a sleep aid, and um, really helps them move a lot better and have a better overall attitude about what they're going through because it could be a stressful process. So, uh, so you, you then have patients that you work with who are either post surgery or post rehab or, um, just the, the aches and pains of people that are into physical fitness. What have they reported about like the benefits of CBD oil? hundred percent. Um, I have a patient right now with an anterior hip replacement. So they cut right in the front they move some muscles out of the way and they replace the hip. And she was taking some of her pain meds and she said it made her feel woozy and it was more of a sedation than really a pain reliever. And she didn't like that at all, being you know, a normal active person. Um, we have her using the CBD squibs from Lunchbox and um, she had a wonderful night of sleep. She felt like she actually got a true night of sleep and she didn't feel that she was sedated and she um, has reduced inflammation. She's moving around a whole lot better and she was thrilled about it. And she actually is possibly getting her husband on it as a sleep aid and an uh, anti-anxiety. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Burl, like we, we did kind of touch on the uh, opioid epidemic, which is, you know, nationwide. It's also here in Florida as well. Um, and so I, I guess then the next question is, it, it does CBD oil, um, can that uh, take the place of or can that uh, help people get off of it or um, can it be used in conjunction with? Uh, what, what's your take on that whole opioid slash CBD um, thing? Absolutely. So opioids are a very poor choice for long-term or chronic pain care. A great option for short-term or acute pain care if you're coming out of surgery and, and you've been cut open and, and uh, you know, have a tremendous amount of damage to your tissues. Uh, opioids can be very effective for blocking that pain. And they're really a pain blocker. Um, but they're not good for long-term because your body ultimately develops a tolerance to it as well as an addiction to it right. because it places some of the naturally occurring chemicals in the body. So CBD has a, a, a couple of effects which are really beneficial for long-term pain care. One of which is, is it is a blocker to some extent of the pain that's coming in. So it does interrupt the pain receptors at the base of the brain and block some of the pain signals that are coming from the body. Cool. Uh, it doesn't block them all, so it's not complete like an opiate, but it allows the body to, ex- to experience it on a lower level. 
It also um, helps with inflammation. And so that's a big part of what happens when you do insult or injury to your tissues is that you create inflammation. And so utilizing CBD both as a pain blocker and as an inflammation reducer, um, it, it gives you a twofold effect. Gotcha. Uh, and Brandon's right about the sleep. Many people have reported uh, an increased sleep from taking CBD before bedtime. If you take it in an edible form, it lasts a long time. So you can have a, a seven or eight hour effect. You can take it an hour before you go to bed and have a full eight hours of sleep, cool. um, which is awesome and helps the body be able to heal itself as well. If you're unable to sleep, your body's not going to be healing itself the same way it does if you get a full and complete night's sleep. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, in the fitness world, uh, whether it's uh, high performance people or just your average um, everyday person that's just trying to, uh, you know, be fit and healthy. Um, one of the things that they deal with is inevitably inflammation. And also we know that, you know, fitness is directly correlated with the quality of your sleep. Um, so I, I know that uh, Bob walked in this morning uh, talking about his trainer beating his butt. And here's a little sore. Do you, do you use CBD oil? Or? I, I absolutely do. And what I found is that my recovery time is cut in half. Really? And uh, well, so, so we're, neither of us are spring chickens. So right. we know recovery to, as we get older. I'm going to be 60 years old this year. Gotcha. So they're old guys. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, um, you know, a lot of people in the fitness like, well, our go-to for a long time was fish oil right? Sure. Um, stuff like that with, and you know, that's just your, you know, your omega three fatty acids. And so, um, I definitely can tell the difference when I'm on them and when I'm not. And, uh, Burl, I know you probably have talked to folks who, you know, in the fitness world or who talked about taking uh, anti-inflammatories and thing, you know, the typical thing <laughs> is a hey, pop some ibuprofen, right? Or you need more fish oil to recover better. CBD oil, though, in conjunction with promoting better sleep, does it give you an instant effect or um, a uh, systemic effect to reduce inflammation throughout the body, like for, just from general exercise and working out? So it's, it's kind of a complicated question. So really what it comes down to is everybody's metabolism is a little bit different. So people will metabolize CBD at different rates. And it's actually going to have a different impact on their bodies, depending on their particular metabolism. And it kind of depends on the CBD itself as well. So we, we talk about this large, broad category of CBD, but there's a variety of different ways that you can have the CBD in that broad category. So we talk a lot about full spectrum oil, okay. which means that there's 400 plus cannabinoids in a cannabis plant. The primary two are CBD and THC, but there's CBG, CBNs, CB. There's a whole bunch of them out there. Right. And so they act better when they're acting in concert. So this is one of those compounds that uh, if you've got multiple different compounds interacting, you actually get a higher and better effect than if you synthesize down to a very pure chemical. So you can synthesize CBD down to a, a highly pure powdered form uh, called isolate, or sorry, distillate. Distillate, okay. Excuse me. I, I, isolate is the powdered form. Distillate is the liquid form. Mm -hmm. So distillate, you can get up to 80 to 90% CBD. With isolate, you can get 99 point something percent CBD. 
but what you're taking away is all of those other beneficial cannabinoids that you want to have in that product. So um, you could get a, a quicker effect or a faster uptake or metabolism of a purer form of CBD, but it's not going to get you the real medicine that causes that uh, anti-inflammatory effect. Gotcha. So as an, as an athlete, I played football and rugby in college and uh, had a lot of injuries. I, I've since done a lot of sports and taken a lot of more injuries. Yeah. And so I can speak to anti-inflammatories. I, I lived on vitamin I, ibuprofen. <laughs> yeah. um, I took Voltaren and, and some of the other uh, prescription anti-inflammatories. I recently competed in the BC bike race, which is a seven day single track stage race in British Columbia, uh, about wow. 40 miles a day, about four or five hours a day in the saddle up and downhill. And I took uh, half of one of our CBD squibs every day. So uh, 50 milligrams of, of CBD with a little bit of THC in it to activate it. And I was stronger on day seven and I'm, 52 years old. I've had uh, upwards of nine knee surgeries. I've had wow. ACL replacements. I've had a tib tibial plateau fracture that, that shattered one of my knees. I had three surgeries off of that. So, so they're not very far away from needing joint replacement and, yeah. and other things. And, and this particular medication allowed me to get stronger and have pain relief and anti-inflammatory effect throughout the course of seven days so that I was even stronger on day seven than I was on day one. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a testimony. I know a lot of people are reporting, you know, these types of effects. Um, and ultimately that's what anybody wants to do when they take any kind of uh, supplement or medication or, uh, you know, in our case, CBD oil is to just be able to feel better, perform better and just prolong, you know, that good feeling. I know um, that there's a lot of talk about it and correct me if I'm wrong, but the mechanism of action to the body's own cannabinoid system or ECS is that correct that's very correct yes and so so like you as humans we have this um we have this system within us that interacts with um the cannabinoid or the CBD oil that's actually going to kind of cause that inflammation to uh be put at bay a little bit is that is that how it works or is there another way that it works so your your endocannabinoid system is is a fairly newly discovered system. It's only about 20 years old. You can equate it to your lymphatic system. Okay. The endocannabinoid system is developed throughout the, the course of our uh, human evolution and our interaction with cannabis over the course of many tens of thousands of years. And so uh, this, this is our original true medicine. And um, so we have receptors, CB one CB2 receptors in the brain that are specifically um, designed to accept cannabinoids. This is what our, our body is designed to work with. And yeah. the endocannabinoid system actually regulates a, a few of the different systems in our bodies, but particularly our, um, uh, sorry, our, our, uh, our uh, what is it? Our immune system, okay. excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it uptake in, in CB1 and CB2 receptors really have a, an important impact on our immune system. And that's part of that is the, um, the inflammation part. 
And so it's got a big impact on that, whether it's through THC or CBD, it has a real impact on inflammation. Gotcha. Well, that's, uh, you know, when you mentioned THC here in Florida, obviously, um, they're trying to, you know, push forward uh, legalization of medical marijuana. Um, obviously recreational marijuana is not available here in Florida. So there may be some fear in people, especially people that, uh, if they want to try CBD oil for, uh, you know, to reduce inflammation or just to be able to get a better night's sleep or maybe get off medication, they may be worried, especially in sensitive type jobs like police officers, firefighters, um, anybody who may be tested as part of their job. How, uh, and I know you touched on earlier in the beginning of the podcast, uh, the fractions or the partitioning of it. What would you say to people that are like, eh, I want to try it, but I'm kind of worried about uh, maybe popping positive on a piss test. So that's, it's, it's a difficult area. So it is possible that if you consume CBD, that you could test positive on a piss test. So people have to be aware that if they are using this, and it seems kind of ridiculous that you could take opiates and, and uh, that wouldn't be an issue at all. But right. you take a, a natural plant alternative that you could turn up positive on a drug test. But that's unfortunately the reality of, of where this um, evo evolution of, the, of this particular compound is. Yeah. So, I mean, most of this is over the counter. I know um, it is legal in 50 states as far as I know. Um, I know uh, when my wife ordered hers from California and I tried it too. I didn't really notice much of an effect, but then again, I didn't use it continuously. Um, so being able to order this anywhere, people can try um, either the uh, oil, the drops or edibles and all sorts of ways to do this. Um, how long do, you, do people, and you said it metabolizes differently in everybody, but how long do, does somebody take this and how long do you notice an effect? And is there any kind of a, a high or anything associated with it? So compound question, but I'll try to address each one of those. Um, it can stay within the body because it is fat soluble. It can stay within the body for a couple of weeks um, after you take it. Uh, typically, it takes a few days to, to have a beneficial effect. So I would generally recommend two, three, four days of sustained use to feel the beneficial effect, but you should feel some effects pretty early on. Um, and then ultimately the amount that you take is really going to have an impact on that and what kind of CBD. So if it's gotcha. a full spectrum CBD, CBD oil, you're going to have a, 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 a different experience than if it's just, um, isolate or, or distillate CBD. So my, my recommendation is always for the full spectrum CBD oil that gives the best medicinal effect. And so I, I, I think that I answered your question there. Yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, just so when people are taking this, number one, I, I think the biggest concerns people are going to have that are just now kind of being introduced to this is like, hey, you know, am I going to get high? Um, is it legal? How much do I need to take? Um, what's it going to do for me? That kind of thing. I mean, a lot of folks are, I mean, it's a, it's a kind of a buzzword, like you said, out there. And uh, that's what we're trying to do is just kind of get to the bottom of like, hey, is this stuff doable? How does, how do, how do people get introduced to uh, CBD oil? Where can they get, I know you guys have a company, Lunchbox Alchemy, um, and you guys, uh, are you able to ship to people or how does that work? 
So we do have a distributor in Florida, BL Ventures, and that's Bob's group in Florida. So we are actually able to sell our CBD squibs, which are full spectrum in Florida. And, um, you know, Bob can get you some information on, on uh, you know, where, where to access that product. Um, in Oregon, we, we sell specifically within dispensaries and, and things like that in the state of Oregon, but we can ship outside of Oregon for the CBD products created from industrial hemp. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going to uh, add some contact information and uh, for people that may be interested in finding out. Uh, a big question, though, is um, obviously um, this stuff is widely available. Um, and so uh, quality is the next question, right? So how does somebody know? Um, that they're choosing whether it's oil or edible squibs or um, what company, what name brand, what, you know, what are somebody looking for to make sure they're getting their money's worth? Absolutely. I, and I think the, the answer is information. So, you know, you can widely buy CBD products on Amazon, but you get little, if any, information on what exactly is in the package. And a lot of that is isolate that's coming out of China and it's the lowest possible form and you get the least amount of information with these products they typically just say hemp oil and nothing else they don't they yeah. won't tell you the quantities they won't tell you the milligrams so with our product we provide independent lab testing so we send it out to a third-party cool. lab that actually gives a certificate of analysis of the different cannabinoids that are in that product and confirm that it is full spectrum oil and so, you know, when looking for these products, my general recommendation is the more information they give you, the more secure you can be that you know what's in that product. If they're just saying, oh, it's hemp oil, take it, it's great. Then you're like, yeah, I don't know. If they're like, hey, here's all of the different compounds that are in there. Here's a ton of different information. I'm going to help to educate you. Um, here's some great resources and sites that you can go. Then I trust that information always a lot more. Got, well, yeah, that, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, anybody who's been on Amazon knows <laughs> how to do your due diligence on this stuff, especially with something you're putting in your body. And so, so a full spectrum squib, um, are, would you say, that, I mean, like people are worried, are, is this organic? Is it made in a factory? What, how, how do you guys produce this stuff? And um, what else do people know about the, um, the uh, safety of it and the efficacy For of sure. it. Sure. So all of the hemp that we use in our CBD squibs are USDA certified organic grown here in Oregon and grown specifically for CBD extraction. So they're not being grown for seeds or they're not being grown for fiber. They, they're growing nice, big, fat flowers. If you were to look at the plants that are being grown in Oregon as industrial hemp, you would not be able to tell that from a typical marijuana plant. So it's not 80 or 100 being grown in a square foot. It's uh, one being grown every 10 square feet. They get to 10 feet high. They've got big, fat, bushy flowers on them. And that's where we get the best CBD extraction. Gotcha. So you, you guys have been around for a while then? Absolutely. Yeah. We're one of the largest edible manufacturers in the state of Oregon. Which is cool out there. I mean, I know there's a lot of history to, um, you know, the, um, what, why, um, the, uh, hemp plant was made illegal, 
way back in the day. And that had more to do with, um, I think, the paper industry and, uh, you know, stuff like that than it did for any kind of um, danger to the substance or whatever. Do you get, it's super interesting to, to see, are these, do you grow hemp inside or outside? Is it like a grow house type of situation or is this out? Uh, hemp is typically outside. Hemp, or- hemp is typically cultivated outdoors because it can be grown as a, like, just like corn or any other crop in, in hundreds cool. of acres and, and uh, you know, using tractor and, and traditional cultivation methods. So it doesn't have to be grown in greenhouses or indoors or anything else. Uh, Burl, the one thing I've noticed on the squib packages is the actual lab test data information on the package. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the things that they do test for is pesticides. Uh, you know, when you're growing crops outdoor uh, and you're in an area where there's other produce being grown and there's crop dusting and there's cross contamination, you know, what, what steps are taken to ensure that the hemp oil that's being used in the lunchbox product is, is pesticide free? Is there testing for that? Yeah, that's a great question. And in fact, there is. So we do use uh, USDA certified organically grown hemp. And then we do actually send that out to a third party testing laboratory and we do it to Oregon standards. So we're checking 50 different analytes of different pesticides that could be utilized um, in, in our production. And we do everything to Oregon standards. So that's a way higher standard than any food product that you would see in the grocery store or, or anything else. The standard yeah, which that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, when we we're talking about how does somebody decide what they're doing, that might be something else that people should look for is, you know, what kind of uh, testing is it going through? And, um, you know, I would I definitely ask for third party testing uh, results, lab yeah. results. Yeah. Not only, product. you know, not only like I worry about, hey, is this stuff going to work? Not only that, but, you know, what else am I <laughs> putting into me? Right. And I, I mean, that's a big discussion now when it comes to everything, all of our food. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll. I want to go ahead and touch on some of the some of the elite athletes that are really putting some serious time into the research of these things. They need and, to, yeah, right. and finding out what's in it. Right. Um, it's easy to say this is CBD, and they they're just getting bombarded with these products. But really knowing the quality uh, is very important for them because recovery is is a whole entire process in and of itself. When you're an elite athlete, I work with a couple in physical therapy, and it goes from how effectively they're breathing throughout their workout to how they're sleeping, exactly what they're eating, the amount of water they're getting in uh, after their workouts. And I've uh, seen with a few of them that this, uh, this CBD product really improves their recovery time, which when you're working out almost every day is absolutely crucial uh, in not losing a step on your competition. Agreed. Yeah, that, no, that's, any, everybody's looking for that, um, that natural type of edge, you know, um, obviously there are other things that people might do, right. To increase or improve recovery or performance, which are not legal, um, or maybe harmful to their body in the long run. Um, but you know, it's pretty obvious that, you know, if you're using a natural plant that your body has a system in place to receive and the benefits of it are reported. And it, like, as long as you're getting good quality stuff from um you know some a company that stands behind it and you do your research um i think you could be pretty sure that uh, you know you're doing the right thing for yourself or you at least be able to make a, a better decision 
you know yeah and definitely not looking to china for yeah. any of this stuff and and in the in the physical therapy perspective of it we are extremely excited about this because we're all about our patients if if you know anything about physical therapy it's they're all about their patients we spend a full hour with them and we make sure that uh everything they're doing is to get themselves better and when they're taking some of these pain medications that are, aren't even helping them function and we're trying to get them to walk and be safe and exercise more efficiently um, these pain medications aren't helping and something like this, like these CBD edibles are really going to help a lot of people. So, so you work with more than just, um, like advanced athletes or, yeah. um, you know, hardcore fitness people, the folks, uh, have you, have you had any pushback or fear from maybe the older population or the generation before that's worried about, you know, Hey, this is, you know, maybe not good for me or right. How do you um, deal with that? Well, it's actually surprising. What I've seen so far is a lot of people have been educating themselves because it is so new and exciting. And I think a lot of people are more educated on it than you would think. But for the people who aren't, it's very easy to explain it to them. Um, explaining the quality is a little more difficult. And that's why uh, we, you know, we get out all these lab tests and everything, which are you know, crucially important. But um, I would say older people with arthritis would be people that I would try to get to um, research it more and think about it because that is inflammation of the joints. So that means they can't exercise. We need them to exercise. If you have arthritis, one of the best things you can do, you can look it up, is exercise. And when it hurts to exercise, you don't want to hurt. That's just how it is. So um, supplementing this into their daily uh, regimen of something they take can really help improve literally their uh, quality of life. And, that, and that's what we're looking at with a lot of our patients improving yeah, quality of life. A, a body in motion tends to stay in motion. Right. We're trying to get bodies in motion. I tell my patients, move, move, move. If it doesn't hurt to move, they're more, they're more prone to move. Right. I mean, you, you, people are moving away. From, I mean, the, the, you know, it used to be, hey, 800 milligrams of Motrin, right? And uh, we got some problems associated with that. Um, people that are trying to keep moving are obviously, you, like you said, a lot of people probably do know more about this. Uh, but with that, um, that buzzword CBD or that, that new exciting part of it, you're going to get people out there that are selling stuff or pushing things or mixing it or claiming that, that, you know, that they've got, um, you know, the next best thing. And, and so, um, if somebody's thinking about, um, using CBD for whatever reason, um, it's super important that they're paying attention <laughs> to what's going and, on. Well, everything they put and, in their body. And right. I would also really impress on someone that because this is a non-regulated industry, yeah, uh, you're going to find a lot of claims out there which are not legal to make. Right. You're going to see claims like this cures cancer and this uh, will heal your heart and this and 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 those may be true. Right. But they've never been validated by the FDA, and therefore you're not allowed legally to make those claims. Right. And so when you say non-regulated, well, I mean, uh, there obviously is regulation with the hemp plant, right? Correct. No matter and where you are, and the sale of edibles or anything with any amount of THC in it, probably, um, whether there should be or shouldn't be is a whole other topic. Um, so when you say re unregulated, what do you mean? Who, who is in charge of regulating this industry or not regulating it? I'm going to, I'm going to give that to Burl. Sure, yeah. yeah. So typically it's done state by state um, and it's department of agriculture. And so the, you know, when, when Bob says unregulated, well, if you, if you compare it to, you know, the adult use cannabis market here in Oregon, as far as THC regulation, 
we're, you know, we're under a, a massive volume of regulations that we have to adhere to. That kind of goes away when we get into the um, CBD zone. So it feels like it's completely unregulated. There's certainly, it, it feels like the wild west out there. There's certainly lots of companies that are less than scrupulous who are making all kinds of claims and, and uh, are more fly-by-night companies and, hey, let's just get this out there because it's a buzzword and people will buy it versus trying to gotcha. make a quality product that's good medicine. So, when, so what they're able to do this when the product that they're selling has less than a percentage of THC in it, right? What was that number again? 0.03%. So at, so at 0.03% or less of THC, um, maybe the, now it's, it's, a, it's a supplement. Would that be accurate? Well, like uh, it's, it's regulated just like, uh, like creatine or vitamins or anything like that? It's probably, is that accurate? It's probably not even regulated at the same level that creatine is regulated. So gotcha. once you get into into isolate, and particularly Chinese isolate, uh, anybody can buy that stuff online and make a product out of it and, and put that product out there. There's so many of those products that are out there on Amazon and other places that have no information on them. They just say hemp oil. They don't tell you milligrams. They don't tell you where it's sourced from. They don't tell you what kind of product it is. And you know, then if they get shut down, they start up again the next day with a new label and uh, yeah. say the same thing. So unfortunately, that's that's the level of the industry right now. Gotcha. And so, it's like one of the interesting things is um, Brandon actually showed me the, the squib and um, I've, I've heard of edibles and stuff when it comes to, you know, more like THC medical marijuana where, pe you know, people that don't want to smoke it. Um, and so. Uh, and then my wife has experience with uh, oil in droplet form, um, which, you know, you put that under your tongue. Is there a difference between if uh, sublingual oil drops versus, uh, you know, taking an edible squib uh, CBD? It's a little bit different. So the, the body's absorption method changes how the, the body utilizes the compounds. If you inhale through a vape cartridge or something like that, uh, even even CBD can be inhaled through a vape cartridge. You, you'll feel an wow. effect very quickly, uh, but it's also a, a short-lived effect. Uh, okay. you're, where you're talking about a sublingual is probably a tincture. It's probably MCT-based or ethanol-based. Yep. And it gets a little bit more absorbed through your mucous membranes. So you get a bit more of a direct blood connection. It will tend to come on a little bit quicker. It won't be instantaneous like inhalation, uh, but maybe 15 or 20 minutes, or 10 or 15 minutes, you might feel something, and then it's going to last a little longer. With an edible product, there's changes that go through the product when it goes through your gastrointestinal system. So, um, you know, it goes through your liver and you, you change CBD to 11-hydroxy CBD, and that accounts for the much longer lasting effect of it. And so gotcha. typically an eight hour effect, but it may take an hour before you feel anything. So uh, yeah, that's that makes a sense. Different, different use. What, what, uh, so what does the feel like, what will people notice? Uh, suppose I took a dose of edible CBD. Um, what kind of, immediate effects or, you know, the first term effects and then long term effects, what, what would I notice? Sure, it probably take about 45 minutes or an hour before you feel anything at all. And then it's going to change a little bit depending on a few different factors. 
your metabolism, what you've had to eat, what you, how hydrated you are, um, and then also to some extent your emotional state. Um, and so these are all factors that can, that can play into it. Uh, I myself get a, a kind of a speedy kind of a Red Bull kind of a energy drink effect from having mm. CBD. I know people that it puts them to sleep. Um, so, and that's again, kind of an individual metabolism kind of thing. You've got to experiment with your own body and figure out what's best for you in determining dosing. We generally tell folks to start low, go high. So yeah. start with a small amount, feel, feel the effect on your body, start with five milligrams or 10 milligrams. Um, and then work your way up to where you're, you're definitely feeling something. It's not going to get you high like a THC dose would get you high, but you're going to feel something. It's going to feel a little bit different, maybe like energy yeah. drink different, or maybe like uh, sleepy time tea different or something like, ah, oh, I'm ready for bed. Really. So nice. I, I can definitely give uh, my experience when I took a serving of it. So obviously it's a squib, it's a circle, it cuts into 10 pieces and each one is a serving of itself. I took one serving uh, the first time I tried it. And to be honest, I felt fantastic. Um, I just really had a, a peaceful, calming feeling. Um, the, the stresses of tomorrow weren't looming. And that's probably the best way I can, I can put it out there. Um, I just felt really calm, felt great, very relaxed. And I slept awesome that night. My wife also took it that night and she felt great as well. And she said she got a great night's sleep. And for her, that's a really big deal because she's one to sit on her phone or read a book to try to go to sleep. But for her, it was a really easy process going to sleep. But I, but it is interesting to hear that you have uh, almost an opposite, opposite or more of a uh, hyperactive effect. Yeah, it's almost like a cup of coffee for me. Right. Yeah, and I can tell you that uh, my personal uh, experience is uh, Saturday, this past Saturday, working out. Uh, I had pulled a tendon or muscle in my forearm and it, the pain came on later that afternoon. And by evening, by time to go time for bed, it was aching so bad. I was icing it and could barely fall asleep. I, uh, took a 20 milligram serving of the CBD, uh, went to sleep and I woke up the next morning and I had no pain at all. Now, whether my body healed it, whether the CBD helped with the anti-inflammation and whether it also helped for a good night's sleep or a combination of the three. All I know is I felt great the next morning and I've never injured myself like that and felt good the next day. Yeah. Closely. Well, you know, that's interesting. You bring that up. Like I'm one of those people, always my mind is racing when I go to sleep. Um, I never feel the effects instantly. Like if I take, if I have a headache and I take aspirin, like I, I just don't notice the difference. I have a cup of coffee and I don't, feel a buzz right and so um i'm more interested in that you know that long-term thing like that's what i'm looking into that i'm like this is something because i did try it and maybe i didn't give it enough time for somebody like me um when you say like icing and, and ibuprofen interestingly enough um the doctor that came up with the rice protocol ice you know rest ice compression elevation yeah. icing uh inflammation right away may not be the best choice for people, right? We don't want to interfere with the body's natural inflammatory process, but it sounds like having something internally uh, that interacts with your ECS system could actually, if it's giving you better sleep, if it's relaxing 
your body. If it's uh, creating a, a less inflammatory environment, then yeah, you should heal a lot more quickly. I, I love what you said about the ice thing because it, and what I do, people are constantly icing. You know why people ice all the time? Because it doesn't work that well. And they're always icing. They're icing every night. And they're like, you know, I just keep icing. I'm like, stop icing. Right. Eat right, drink, uh, drink plenty of water, and do things that are going to make your body feel better, right? Yeah. Uh, improve that homeostasis within your body where the, where the body works in synchrony and harmony. And that's going to heal your body. Your body knows how to heal itself. People, people weren't icing. I mean, cavemen <laughs> weren't icing. They weren't looking for ice, right? right? The body naturally heals itself. So I think that's a, I think that's a really, really good point. Well, yeah, I, I think the, uh, you know, the overarching principle in any of this stuff is obviously, you know, whatever fitness level you have or whatever medical problems you have, getting better sleep, having a better diet and moving your body in appropriate yeah. ways is not going to be bad for you, and, <laughs> you know? And if you can have, if you could, if your food and your rest and any supplements you take or any, um, perhaps not uh, pharmaceutical type medications, you know, this is big push to go back to nature, right? This stuff has yep. worked for humans for a long time. Uh, and, and we're seeing the harm, um, not to bash the pharmaceutical industry at all, because uh, the advances in drug therapy and stuff has definitely helped humanity. Um, but more and more people are interested in getting back to, you know, what can I eat naturally? I'm not going to get side effects from it. I'm not going to cause another problem you know, from this therapy that I'm taking. So um, I'm super interested in CBD. I'm not a, like, I don't, like, I don't care if people get high. I'm like, that's cool, but it's not my thing. You know, I'd rather have an IPA or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but uh, I'm definitely interested in anything that I can take. You give me better sleep and also help uh, reduce inflammation. Sure. So. One of, and one of the things I love uh, about the CBD that's coming out now, uh, especially in this squib form because of the different flavors it has and, and how easy it is to chew and taste delicious. Blue raspberry, I love that flavor. That's My blue, blue raspberry is great. So, um, but really, it goes along with the holistic approach of wellness that people are shooting for these days. It, it's really uh, more uh, educated people, uh, proper decisions about their body, and I think this flows into it perfectly um, because they they do have to eat right. Uh, they're drinking plenty of water. They're exercising properly. Maybe they're getting physical therapy, chiropractic, whatever they're doing but maybe they're still seeing some of that pain and then they feel that they might be taking too much of these other medications that could mess with their stomach or give them some other type of side effects. So I really like how this kind of goes with the whole holistic approach of wellness that has been really sweeping our, our whole country. Yeah, I definitely know it's being in this you know industry. I also see the uh, downsides, right? The, uh, the people that are trying to find some substance or something that's like a quick fix, right? Um, you know, you, you know that with uh, obviously with performance enhancing drugs um, at that level or, you know, obviously, you know, we have alcohol, um, you know, painkillers, that type of stuff uh, that all have their own associated problems. Um, so far, I haven't heard like if we're talking about CBD, I haven't heard of any negative uh, side effects or negative uh, potential for the use of CBD. Is there talk of this? Is there any uh, studies on this? Is there anything that somebody should be looking out for? Maybe it's not right for somebody. What do you guys think? So that's a really good point. Actually, both of you guys made really good points. The, what this is, this is a natural, organic, plant-based substance that's been utilized by human beings for tens of thousands of years. There's almost zero counterindications. I've been scouring the research for years and I've yet to find any 
significant negative contraindications from using CBD in particular. Uh, doesn't seem to be any allergic effect, doesn't seem to be any toxicity effect. Um, you can take an enormous amount of this substance and not have a toxic effect. So, um, you know, for, for me, you know, just like Brandon was talking about, we're, we're choosing holistic-based, health-based health medicines. If we can use something that is natural, that is organic, that is non-toxic, that is non-allergenic, uh, that has effect, that works, that's the first choice in medicine for me. If I can't get an effect out of that, then I can consider toxic pharmaceuticals and, and, and other things. But my yeah. first yeah. choice is with something that's natural, organic, plant-based, uh, holistic that uh, you know that's been used by human beings forever essentially so you know and just to follow up with that and and uh, this this talk we had earlier regarding the uh, drug testing and and testing positive you know I did my own personal research and did a 10 milligram serving of CBD for 30 days and then I went to Walgreens and took one of the uh, home, drug test kits oh, yeah, for, yeah, for THC, uh -huh. for, for, for marijuana. And, uh, and it came up negative. Really? And so, the, again, everybody's body uh, metabolizes it differently. I can't, you know, make guarantees, but I just can say in my own personal, doing it every day for 30 days and not having a, uh, a, a test positive was, was very encouraging to me. Yeah, no, that, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, in a small amounts, where, uh, being us here in Florida, um, are you involved at all in uh, any of the legislation or are you um, aware of in, in the state of Florida and then maybe some of the surrounding states, where is this going? Well, I, I can tell you right now, Florida is medically legal for cannabis oil. Okay. Or sublingual. Gotcha. Uh, That's got to be prescribed by a doctor. It's got to be prescribed right. by a doctor. Uh, the, the problem with that is the quality of the, of the product they're using, how it's grown and how it's being extracted. It's being extracted with CO2. And so CO2 removes everything except the THC basically. Oh, so there's no flavor to it. Uh, it's, it's, it's horrible. Gotcha. Really. Uh, there is legislation right now, uh, in Florida to pass for the flower to be smoked. Uh, and also for edibles. And, and then, but this would still, again, be medical. And that would still be medical. Under That's going to come in yeah. in November. Uh, I think you'll probably see on the ballot in another two years when we go to the, uh, the, the next voting time, which would be our presidential election, I think you'll see recreational on the ballot at that point in Florida. I think every state, if you look to the history of these states like Washington, Oregon, California, Colorado, uh, Massachusetts, Michigan, they all started medically. Right. And then it slowly migrated to uh, adult use yeah. recreation. Is there a, is there a benefit uh, in uh, CBD to have more THC without enough so that maybe more THC, but no obvious change in psychoactive properties? Like, in other words, like if 0.4 was legal, would it be better for your CBD oil to have more THC? It'll not be psychoactive. So this is Burl again. So you need some um, THC to activate the CBD. You need some. It's, yeah. CBD is more effective when it's got mm -hmm. a little bit of THC to activate it. 
there's a couple of operative ratios that we work off depending on, um, you know, sort of the effects that we're trying to achieve. And so one of those we talk about is 20 to one. So ideally you wanna get close to that 20 to one ratio, which would be about a hundred milligrams of CBD to about five milligrams of THC. Um, so that, that would be the most operative number, but uh, you can get pretty close to that because of the way the extraction process works. It concentrates the cannabinoids a bit. So um, our 0.03% THC will come in once it's gone through the entire process at somewhere around uh, four, three, three to four milligrams per 100 grams. So in the 22 to 1, 23 to 1. So we're getting pretty, pretty close. close to our operative ratio that yeah. we're trying to achieve. I, I want to reiterate something you said, which I think was huge. Uh, we have a lot of elite level athletes using uh, what they call and is labeled on it as THC free. And I was confused when I saw a couple of these and I knew in doing some research and you can definitely expand on this a lot better, just like you did a second ago, that the THC free CBD isn't um, nearly as effective as the one that is activated by the THC. Yeah, that, that, was, that was my question. Basically, it's like, you got to have some, right? right? How much is the right amount? And at what point it, are we worried about the legalities of it? Because I've right? had people come up to me with a THC-free one and go, oh, look, this one's better. It's THC-free. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think that's exactly how it works. Can you expand on that just uh, like you did a second ago? Pearl? Sure. So THC-free essentially says to me that it's isolate, which means that it's been refined and refined and refined down to a very pure form powder, but it's eliminated all of the other compounds. You know, even when Bob's talking about flavor, that's terpenes. There's more than 50 different terpenes in cannabis, and those terpenes actually have beneficial health effects as well. So the hmm. more we can keep everything in and go full spectrum, the, the better effect it's going to have. But when you talk about THC-free, you're talking about isolate, and that's about the lowest form of the medicine that you can get. And, and that's, that's uh, the one more last thing I wanted to say about that is uh, with the regulation you guys were talking about, with the labeling and, and really making sure you are getting what you think you're getting. Uh, with one of the athletes I'm working with, it says THC-free THC full-spectrum CBD. So that just kind of shows you at um, who is regulating this and really uh, looking at the labels and making sure that these are truths and not just what people want to hear. Uh, I, I feel like that's, in this, we've given a lot of truth. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I talked over you a bit there, but that's, no, no, that was, that was perfect. That's, I, that was great. That you brought that up. I think that's a, that's a huge thing, especially in the industry that we're in. Well, and every master pack of our squibs has a complete analysis, lab analysis of exactly what that full spectrum is made up of in terms of percentages. That would be useful for a comparison. Transparency, like shopping, yeah. Yeah, transparency is number one. And then and, and, uh, social media age that we live in, transparency is the number one of anything. Right? Well, that's a great segue to end this on um, because we're going to put information uh, out there for Lunchbox Alchemy, uh, functionally limitless physical therapy. And... Um, BL Ventures. And BL Ventures, right? So that if you're local here, also definitely look up Lunchbox Alchemy to get a lot of this information. Super informative, Burl. We thank you for thank you so being much. here, Brandon and Bob. I thank you guys for being on the Underground Playground podcast. You guys are listening, just checking the show notes. Uh, listen all the way to the end to get contact information. I appreciate it, you guys. Thank you very much. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Burl. All right. Thank, thank you, Burl. You, Burl. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. 
To find out more about the products and services mentioned during this podcast, you can contact lunchboxalchemy.com. That's L-U-N-C-H-B-O-X-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y.com, as well as bob at lunchboxalchemy.com for an email, and functionallylimitless at gmail for physical therapy services in Brevard County. As always, you can contact Steve or Mike on Facebook at the Underground Playground Podcast and Twitter as well. Thank you. See you soon.